Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And guess what? I just took a nap and I read about an article about naps this morning. And it was so funny because it was talking about getting over the guilt of sleep, which I think is absolutely ridiculous uh, because sleep does so many amazing things for your brain, your body, um, and your soul, I think. So I think you're going to enjoy this guest. If you have a tricky relationship with sleep or you have a child or a teen who you feel doesn't get enough sleep, I know you're going to love our conversation with Funke Athalabi Brown. Dr. Brown, how are you? Good, good, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so proud of you. You got a nap in and you got it in early. So that is perfect. You are good to go. Uh, well, <laughs> I am. You. Thank you. And I work a lot of odd hours and face a lot of really important subjects. So I take it, you know, uh, upon my own personal integrity to have a fresh, clear mind, no matter what time of the day it is that someone's I'm meeting someone or they're asking questions. Um, so what do most people, what do you know about sleep that most people don't? Well, I would say sleep is not just a cure for sleepiness. Mm. Um, sleep has so many different functions that most of us, uh, most people are not aware of. One is that it cleanses your brain actually, um, because over the course, of the day from when you wake up, your, the surface of your brain actually starts to accumulate deposits, um, some proteins, they call it um, beta amyloid. And so what that has been shown to be associated with over time, if your brain is not cleansing it appropriately, is cognitive problems like Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that. So think of it like your own, your brain's own special cleansing system. Our bodies have uh, what you call the lymphatic system, which kind of helps to get rid of toxic products. And our brain also has a similar system called the glymphatic system. So plumbing is going on with sleep as well. Not just the fact that it helps you to feel less sleepy. It's actually a physiologic need. And I think it's, it's a good place to start in terms of the benefits and the usefulness of sleep. So let's talk about our kids and sleep. I know you do a lot of specialty work with both sleep and children. Do you want to tell people a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the, I'm the first for sleep. I am passionate in um, busy professional moms and their children to prioritize sleep as a critical aspect of their health and wellness so that you can thrive and reach your fullest potential. And so some of the work I do is, first of all, empowering people with information about what sleep is, the importance of sleep, and how they can get good sleep. Because I feel that for you to, to have that transformation you desire, you need information. And so I think that's a starting point. Um, because sometimes, I mean, growing up for me, um, personally, sleep was part of a punishment sometimes, actually. That's all I knew. If I was in trouble, <laughs> I got sent to my room, you know, but, and 
over time, we really don't, we just know we slept, but we really didn't understand what the benefits are. And I've been on a mission to help people understand that. Mm, a mission I, I share a passion with, as you can obviously tell, and I <laughs> never feel bad about going to sleep early or getting sleep. I, I just feel like it, it's like my own superpower as I go through the rest of life. And it's, it's fascinating to me mm. how many people say they're tired, but don't sleep. It, it's such an easy, free correlation, but we say we're tired and drink coffee, or we say we're tired and watch TV, or we say we're tired mm. and scroll, scroll through the internet. Um, can you tell people what happens when we have a sleep deficit? Absolutely. So it's a lot of things from the, the very, and studies have shown this, even one day of um, not getting sufficient sleep is associated with increased risk of anxiety. Um, and that over time, then, of course, has a lot of consequences. So insufficient sleep has a huge impact on our mood, anxiety and depression and things like that have been associated with insufficient sleep. Um, the other is um, cognitive function in children um, in adults, the ability to make really critical de decisions is linked to good sleep. So when you're not getting good sleep, you, it's imagine walking in a fog constantly. And so that really impacts the kind of the quality of decisions you make. And for our children who are actively learning, right, we really need them to be able to retain, to remember, to be creative. All that is something that we get when we sleep well. So if we don't get enough sleep, you're really missing those benefits. And they've been, I mean, most if you think about teenagers and also for us as adults as well, when you have some major deadlines, um, for example, or a child has a test, the first thing they go to is, okay, listen, I'm going to just pull an all-nighter. I'm going to drink mm -hmm. coffee all night so I could study and, and all that. But learning on the ability to actually remember what you learn actually um, occurs when you get when you get enough sleep and they've done studies where they've looked at children before a test who had good sleep compared to those who didn't and those who had good sleep no matter what content it was um, were able to retain recall and do better on those tests and then mm. even in our physical bodies as well so one of the things that happen during sleep is we get um, hormonal regulation so things like insulin um, some other hormones that help um, our metabolism, like um, like there's one called leptin, which is your satiety hormone that lets you know you're full, um, and ghrelin, which is kind of like the hunger hormone. During sleep, it gets regulated. And so when you don't sleep well, there's a higher um, likelihood that you'll make poorer food choices, which can then, of course, cause obesity, um, increase insulin resistance, and so many other health consequences. So for me, what I say is sleep helps us to be happy, right, with the mood, to be healthy with our physical health uh, overall, and to be more successful, to make those critical decisions that sometimes life depends on. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking about when you're talking about life depending on it. I was thinking about a teen needing to make a critical decision behind the wheel. Yeah. And they've stayed up. And they've not slept worked too long or studied too long, and then they have to make a decision about driving very early on in their driving career. It seems like a train wreck, right? It is. And that's a huge one. So one of the 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 top one of the most common causes of death in teens, unfortunately, is um 
um, accidental injuries. So through um, car accidents and drowsy driving and things like that. And I feel like for teens and also even for some adults, um, the odds are almost uh, are stocked against them, right? Mm-hmm. They end up with so much work, so much they're doing in school, right? Um, their circadian rhythm or their internal clock is shifted. So they naturally don't even feel sleepy till late. And on top of that, they have social media. They have all this pressure that either they put on themselves or society puts on them, creating anxiety. And so that just delays their sleep even further. And so a teen that's supposed to get eight to 10 hours of sleep is not going into bed until like 12 midnight. But guess what? In most school districts, they have the early school start times. So they start school at 7, 7.30. And guess who needs to get up at 6 a.m.? Now they're only on six hours of sleep. And if you think about the sleep they're getting and the time they've been working up to, to, to get up and get to school, it's what you call the period of their circadian nadir, meaning at their sleepiest time of the night. And during that time is when they're actually getting into that REM sleep, which really helps them with their mood and memory and things like that. And so... For us to be waking our teens so early in the morning, it's like for adults being told to wake up at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. to solve, um, I don't know, trigonometry or something. So we're asking them to perform at their less optimal time. And then we're putting them behind the wheel. Um, during those times, your reflexes are slowed. Your cognition is impaired. And so the decision, the ability to have that very fast reaction time, and they've done this in studies where they had simulations um, of, you know, people driving, sleep deprived versus those who had enough sleep, then you're less likely to hit the brakes, right? If you see that car just pop out of the, um, into your view. And so really, this is something where they're really then being set up for, um, you know, for injuries and things like that. So it's a, it's a big issue. It's a really big issue. Are you loving the Toxic Person Proof podcast? Don't forget to check out the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. Clear the confusion and learn to trust yourself again. Available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. I know another issue is blue lights and screen time Mm -hmm. and social media and phones. Um, What do you feel like if there's a parent and they have a teen and their teen wants to be on the phone? all in all through the night or computer or TV um what people's what what effect is that having on people's sleep yeah absolutely so you know we you may have heard of the blue light right so it's a blue wavelength light right and so different devices so the phones the laptops the video games the iPads the TVs um many of which may be in our teens rooms essentially what emit that blue light and what that blue light looks like, it mimics daylight, right? Mm-hmm. There's a sleep hormone that our brain produces, a very a part of our brain called the pineal gland releases melatonin. And melatonin, we say, is the hormone of darkness, meaning that it follows our circadian clocks or our internal clocks, and it's released at night when it's dark outside or dark inside until melatonin production starts. When you have blue light, then it tricks the brain and sends, sends signals to the brain to think it's still daytime. And so that melatonin production is slow. And so that's a big piece of what also contributing to why our teens are not able to get enough sleep. 
But then on the flip side, I hear some arguments from our, our dear team saying, well, I have the, um, you know, the, the blue light filter or I use the blue light blocking glasses. Come on. Come on, doc. Let me let me go with this. You know, mm-hmm. um, while that may be helpful, the other piece is just the arousal that these devices um, create. Right. So you're getting that text just before you fall asleep and or that group chat or that social media post it creates this sense of, um, you know, stress. It creates the stress response, either positive or negative, which then makes it hard for our brains or our team's brains to slow down. So you may be, you may be, I've gotten past the blue light for those notifications. Those texts are not necessarily conducive for good sleep. Well, with adults too, when you think about, yeah. okay, I'm falling asleep to the news mm-hmm. or falling asleep to some psychological thriller or crime mm-hmm. show, or yeah. um, that uh, sends a chemical response in our body as well. Even though it's yeah. on television, it's not in our real life, but yeah. our body is still experiencing stress from that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So this affects even, you know, even little kids. Um, and it's a lot. So, you know, I just recommend don't watch a horror movie at night before you go to bed. Like it it does end up really impacting the quality of sleep you get. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, if you do have notifications to make sure they're silenced, right? Because mm-hmm. the text or things, there's so many options now. And so you can opt out of notifications or put on a do not disturb um, at night or better yet, maybe leave the phone out of the room. I mm-hmm. talk about the phone a lot because it's, you know, it's handy. It's right there. Um, and so that's something that I think you can do to, to just curb that. Mm-hmm. So I correct me if I'm wrong. The way I understood uh, sleep and if you sleep with the television, you know, there's a lot. My husband, he's terrible about falling asleep to the television. And I'm like, well, then your brain doesn't have any time that it's not collecting data because if mm. you're asleep but the television is still on there's still those sounds there's still those music so he, his brain when he's asleep is still collecting data Absolutely. so there's not a white space am i am i wrong in that i need no, to argue about are. this over at, over at dinner tonight <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> you 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 you're so right you're so right so you know even though your eyes may be shut and I have people mm-hmm. that say, well, I need to hear something before going to bed. I'm not necessarily engaging with the content. I just need it to be on in the background. If you notice, especially on TV, you know, there are different intensities of the light. And so mm-hmm. our brain is still picking those up, even though our eyes are shut. And of course, also, you know, the, the, the noise or the TV, the different frequencies to the sound as well. And so some people will even turn the TV down, but they just want that light to be on. And so that also um, impacts our melatonin regulation and production. And so then it really prevents us from getting or disrupts us from getting the deep sleep. So it's ideal would be to have that off as well, because yes, you're right. Your brain is still processing. Your brain doesn't care whether it's daylight or it just sees light. And it's trying to relate or connect it to something. And that really prevents you from being able to sleep restfully. Mm-hmm. Well, and to keep us safe too. You know, if there's an intruder that comes in the house, we want our brains to wake us up. And if there's an intruder mm-hmm. on a TV show, we don't want to be woken up, but it, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how to get better sleep. If someone is 
either has a child or themselves that they just think, okay, eight to 10 hours for a teen, what, you know, or eight hours for me, what, you know, how, how do you help or how do you recommend people begin to get better sleep? So I think the important thing is really knowing where you are and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It first comes with acknowledging and understanding why sleep is important. Um, So you understand now that, yes, I do need sleep for my brain, for growth, um, for performance, for health. Um, How do I get it? Find where you are. So if you're someone who's been, you know, hanging out in in the five to six hour range all this while, but really we want to get you to seven to nine, say for adults, and then eight to 10 for teens. Um, is then making that mind shift and making that decision, I'm going to prioritize sleep. Because when we do make that decision, first we start to then create boundaries. And so that's when you can say, okay, you know what, the day is done and we're going to pick this up tomorrow. You have to, I, I, I say, make it like you're making an appointment with sleep. If you had an, a very important appointment with someone, you probably would make time for them. So make sleep, <laughs> make an appointment with sleep and so be able to create those boundaries. Now, it does, especially if your body's been sort of almost used to sleeping really short hours of sleep, I would say start to increase it gradually. Um, You know, it's no judgment. You don't need to feel guilty. Now you know, now you're empowered to make the right decision. So if you're sleeping only six hours and you are going to bed, say, at midnight, for instance, maybe just shift it by 15 to 30 minutes. And then every few days, you start to move closer. So, you know, for adults, again, it's seven to nine. Some people need nine hours to sleep. Some people are okay around those seven hours. So finding out what your goal is, setting that goal, and then slowly extending your sleep. If you suddenly decide, I'm going to go to bed, at, you've been going to bed at 1 a.m. or 12 noon, and you're like, listen, I'm going to bed at 9.30, and you're just, you're going, just going to be there awake, frustrated, because yeah. your internal clock needs to sort of reset. And so you do that by gradually um, extending your sleep. Now, I've heard, this is obviously a subject I'm passionate about, as you can see, uh, <laughs> but I've heard that some people may need a, uh, like a break between like their, their life and their day. And then there's like some type of process or procedure, and then they go to sleep. Um, have Have you ever seen that? help people or yes Mm -hmm. and that is what that's what your wind down routine is Mm -hmm. every person child adult not just so I'm sure you may remember like you know if if you have kids or something you're you're trying to set the schedule they take a bath they get into their jammies they sing a song we read a book and then all that good stuff our brains make associations and when you do the brain already starting to connect oh okay we're switching from play time or daytime to sleep time the same way as adults we need that we need that time to sort of unplug from the day and so what I really really recommend is two to three calming activities that are heading in the direction of the bedroom so it's not the time to do some crazy you know cardio exercise you need something that kind of helps you unplug so whether it's taking a bath or reading a book or doing some meditation or something that then kind of helps to cue your brain um, to say, okay, let's let's detach from all the stress of the day and start to prepare for bedtime. I think it's really, everybody should have a routine. Um, I think it's really helpful. It helps to improve your sleep quality. It helps you to fall asleep better. 
Well, um, as my kids are, they've gotten way older as far as like a bedtime routine, but because I still walk them through their bedtime routine, I've kind of fallen with that still. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of, as we go through that process of brush your teeth, do this, I brush my teeth at the same time, you know, that type of thing, or, you know, will you lay with me for a few minutes? You know, we talk through their day and half the time I'm asleep, but, but it is, it's been that process for so long of like my body's conditioning of the day is done. Yeah. You know, and it's been, Wonderful. There's the times I've gone. It's for, the, the listeners are like, because it's really funny because people in my life are like, how do you get so much done? Hmm. But it's man, when you like actually get sleep. I mean, there's times I go to sleep at 830 and I get it. I may get up at five and that's I, I like that that yeah. internal clock. They they call hmm. it. There's a, I, they say I'm a sleep lion. Have you heard that phrase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love, I, I do my best work very early and schedule my life within that rhythm. Because if I had yeah. to do some, you know, when not, when I'm working at eight at night, they always mm. know I've taken a nap because mm. I know I have to prep <laughs> for, for that yeah. meeting that night or, or something along those lines. Um, yeah. But I just feel like it's like a magic bullet that so many people mm. are missing out on. What do you mean? Don't get Alzheimer's. I lose weight. Yeah. I'm in better mood. I suffer from depression less. I'm I have a longer rope with my kids, so I'm not mm. losing my temper. I'm more creative. I can think outside the box more and it's free. Like what? <laughs> I love it. I know. I love it. It's it's so true. It's like it's like the world's best kept secret and it's Free. And this is something that in spite of, you know, all we hear about evolution and things, the need for sleep, if it was something that was not necessarily necessary, it may it would have been done away with, but it's still present, it's still needed. And one of the things I also say is if you are doing it well, you're literally spending a third of your life sleeping you are spending a third of your life sleeping. And so for you to really be able to maximize the two thirds that's left really do the one third really well. And so I love what you said about productivity improving because yes, it's been shown because why you're learning those skills much better when you sleep well. Um, The tasks that may take you um, an hour or two hours to learn when you're sleep deprived takes you shorter. And this has been, this is evidence takes it, it takes a shorter time to learn it after a good night of sleep. And and we say that to even for our students too, you know, you're kind of trying to read one thing and you're, I don't know if that has ever happened to you and you're suddenly reading the same line <laughs> like 20 times, mm-hmm. you need to sleep. And then all of a sudden it's just better. So it is, it's a, it's a need that affects every part of our lives. Well, that's what happened today. I'm doing my second editing process on my next book and I had gotten up at five. I started very early. I know that's my like go time. So I did that. And then it was instantly like, whoa, I need a break. And when Mm -hmm. you start, it's been a huge lesson in my life to sit down and not go guns listening all the time. But you start Mm -hmm. to realize that's a mistake that could end up in my book. I've I've read this line 20 times and I went and worked out and then came back 
and did some more work on it. And then it was just like, oh, like this is productive at all. I'm going to take a nap. No one wants you to push through creative things or, Mm. but even if it's you're reading contracts, you're doing surgery, you're doing Mm. whatever it is, it's, it can be really dangerous Mm. to, to operate from that, that version of you. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so true. That's, that's right. And, and really just taking that break, it doesn't, even if it's a nap, I mean, as long as you're taking that nap earlier in the day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it makes a world of difference, you know? Yeah. I love it. This is such a great conversation. Will you tell people where they can find out more about you? Yes, absolutely. So I am, um, my website is restfulsleep.com. So there I have a blog. I also have access to, you also have access to tons of resources. Actually, I have, um, I, I created a, you know, an evidence-based acronym on how to essentially create healthy sleep habits. Because when you Google sleep hygiene, like so much comes at you, you're like, which one's more important, which is not so there's an acronym that I have that both for the parents and also for the children to really create those healthy sleep habits. We talked about a routine and so many other elements of it, which can then get you started on your journey towards healthy sleep. And then I also have a sleep course, actually, specifically for teens. Um, one thing I realize is there's a lot of resources out there for um, infants and newborns and sleep coaches and things like that. And sleep the need for sleep doesn't end in that infant stage, right? You're talking about writing books and changing lives and and making an impact. You need that sleep education. And our teens, because they're going through so much growth and changes uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, need that as well. And so this course, um, it's a self-paced course um, that you can get for your teens for them to actually learn about sleep, learn about the importance of sleep. So the bickering... (laughs) trying to get them off their devices they know why now um so i created that course and it's also on my website um so if you want to learn more it's at restfulsleep.com slash courses and i'm on social media as well especially as we talked about mood and depression and anxiety i'm i'm sure you are aware of the issues teens are facing right now, especially since COVID with um, anxiety and depression and um, and those social pressures. So if sleep can be a solution, again, free solution to help change all these areas of your life and and the well-being of your child's brain. Yep. That is so, so true. That is so I love it. Love it. Restful sleep. You guys check her out. And thank you so much for helping us today on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.